when should you write a business plan for that small business? As a freelancer, solopreneur, mompreneur, or whatever you want to call yourself, as a small business owner, when should you write a business plan? Well, I'm glad that you asked because today we're going to talk about those three terms, freelancer, solopreneur, mompreneur, and when you should launch a business plan. All right, let's get into it. Productivity does not have to be complicated. Hi, my name is Amber Davis, and I am a productivity coach who helps leaders and entrepreneurs get more done in less time with an all small approach to productivity. Welcome to the All Small Productivity Podcast. Let's go small for big productivity. Hi, Amber Davis here, your productivity coach here to help you go small for big productivity, specifically for small business owners and leaders, leaders in small businesses who want to be able to simplify how they get things done. Let's scale down how we get things done so we can scale up our productivity and our work-life balance. So today we are answering all kinds of questions, right? So what is the difference between a freelancer, mompreneur, solopreneur, and then as a mompreneur, solopreneur, freelancer, any kind of small business owner, when should you write your business plan? Well, first off, if you go to allsmalltraining.com, I just put together a free workshop called 10 Steps on How to Write a Simple small business plan. So there's 10 steps on how to write a simple small business plan at allsmalltraining.com. So it's a free workshop. When you sign up for that free workshop, you also receive weekly productivity tips from me and announcements and updates and all the things, but go to allsmalltraining.com. All right. But before we get into those 10 steps on how to write a business plan, when should you write a business plan? That's what we're talking about today. And from a perspective of solopreneur, mompreneur, freelancer, what's the difference between those things? Because you hear about those things. Now, there is a quote that I have, not a quote, but a stat that came out recently from Entrepreneur Magazine. And in 2019, the SBA, the Small Business Administration, identified 50 million plus, 50 million plus businesses as small in, as small business owners and up to, and those had some employees, but out of those 51%, 50% or 50 million rather, out of those 50 million businesses that are small businesses, 81%, 81% of them were business owners with no other employees. So they had no other employees. They were doing it on their own. So what does that mean? They're a freelancer, they're a solopreneur, or a mompreneur. So what's the difference between a freelancer, a solopreneur, and a mompreneur? Really, this is kind of all kind of merged together. Because these uh, terms over a period of time have kind of morphed, right? Freelancers initially were looked at as content creators and editors and like people that would write copy for, for companies, those kind of freelancing. But the freelance term was kind of coined 
because they were doing it on their own. Well, then beyond content creators, beyond technology industry areas of freelancing, that there was an influx of all kinds of people doing all kinds of different businesses. And this influx really started with the social media boom. It emerged this industry of being able to, you know, go out on your own and do your own thing and have your own, your own thing, whether it be like on Etsy or maybe you're selling stuff through Facebook marketplace, or maybe you're selling things, uh, you know, really through your social media itself. And you know what I'm talking about. You've seen those. Maybe it's a, a mom who has kids at school or maybe in between homeschooling, they're selling a service that they have, cleaning, or maybe they're knitting scarves or they're making bags or they are, you know, pick a thing really from piano lessons to to uh, pet grooming to being able to write or organize people's houses, write their copy for their websites or organize their houses, or the list goes on and on and on. That uh, from arts and crafts to jewelry to all kinds of things. So those solopreneurs kind of morphed the freelancers because it took it out of just the technology side and it jumped into anything's possible to be able to sell on your own a product or a service. And then there was so many moms that jumped into this arena that the moms kind of coined their phrase themselves as a mompreneur. So really now freelancers, solopreneurs, mompreneurs are all kind of in the same category. Now, you can put yourself down as a freelancer if you're doing contract work and you're contracting out. Typically, that's what people will put down as a freelancer. Like if somebody is paying you to do a service for their business, that's typically what a freelancer will do. But it's so convoluted because they're all just morphed together. So really, you're just small business owners with no employees. That's typically where that fits. Now, as a small business owner with no employees, that doesn't mean that you're necessarily alone. That just means that you are doing all of the main work of the business and you might pay somebody to do X here on the side, but you don't have an employee within your umbrella of your business. That's how I run my business. I don't have any employees. And if I need help doing something on the side, then I can contract that out to somebody or I can have a family member help me with something that has that skill set and you can go from there. But it depends on, you know, you having employees or not having employees. That's really the difference between a solopreneur and an entrepreneur. The other difference is, is that an entrepreneur has a mindset that they may start out as I am in this by myself right now, but I have a bigger vision that I'm going to set this up as some kind of corporation. That's what an entrepreneur typically is. Solopreneurs typically think, okay, I'm starting this out and it's just me and I'm totally okay with that. And I see me running this business with just me 
maybe one or two other people, or maybe nobody else. And I contract that out. That's my vision. So that's the difference between just a traditional entrepreneur versus a solopreneur, freelancer, or mompreneur. So the reason why you want to be in this category of you know, starting your own business or being a small business leader is because maybe it is because you want the freedom. You want that freedom of owning your own business, but you want to keep it simple, right? Specifically, if you're jumping into that solopreneur, mompreneur, freelancer, you want to keep it simple. So that's one. Um, Enjoy the, that you enjoy doing what you want to do. You don't want to work for somebody else. You want to be able to do this or you want to be able to make some more money on the side doing something that you really enjoy and that you're disciplined at doing it. You can, you are a disciplined person. You, you're a person that can can motivate yourself to do a specific thing and get it done in a way that is skilled that somebody would purchase that product or that service. And you don't want to have the hassle of an employee. So that's what puts you into that category as a solopreneur, entrepreneur, or solopreneur, mompreneur, or a freelancer that you are disciplined in what you do and something that you enjoy. You want that freedom to not have to just work for somebody else, or you want to have some side income coming in to be able to help you. And you don't want the hassle of the employees. So if that is you, then you fit in that category. But again, remember what I said about social media, that social media was like this influx. So there's like, you know, 50 million of us that are in that category. But if you kind of as a side note, if you don't want to go the route of promoting yourself on social media, you actually don't have to do that. Uh, You can watch or listen to the podcast, my podcast number 54, called Why I Quit Social Media. So I go into a whole thing about how you don't have to have traditional social, use traditional social social media um, and how I do it. So one of my favorite quotes is from Stephen Covey. The key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule. The key is to prioritize, to schedule your priorities. So the key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but the key is to schedule your priorities. So what a business plan does, before we get into when you should write a business plan, it's important to know what it does. And what a business plan does is that it helps you to be able to set your priorities in place. Think about it like a roadmap. Like if you have a roadmap, that business plan is your roadmap. And those landmarks on the roadmap are your goals. So in order to see where you are going, you need to look at that whole roadmap. I think about like when we go on road trips and we use GPS. Years ago when I was younger, that my dad was a salesman for a... Uh, agricultural company, actually Ford International uh, tractors and and equipment, large equipment. And he was a salesperson for that company. And he sold combines or rented out combines or leased out combines and tractors and and hay bellers and swathers, which if you, you know, you may not even know what that is, but (laughs) that is a type of equipment that helps you to Uh, make sure that your hay is laying down after you cut it so it dries out. 
but he would sell or lease these, these items. And he had a huge area in Kansas. And so we would travel around. And in the summertime, I would just go with him to work and I would travel around with him in his truck. And my job was to hold the map. And I had the map in front of me and it was an actual paper map, not a GPS and a paper map. And I would help him navigate to where we need to go. And it was always helpful to see the big picture about where we were going to go. Because if we were going to start here outside of Hutchinson, Kansas, and we had to go to maybe five or 10 different locations at farmers, you know, ranches or property. If we were to go to these different farms, then we would want to map it out where we would go in a circular motion. So we would be able to get back to where we started using the least amount of gas and the least amount of time, right? We wanted to be productive. And so it's nice to be able to see the big picture in front of you so that you can be able to set those priorities. You can see all the priorities. You can see that roadmap is your priority about what you need to accomplish. But then you've got your little landmarks there that are the goals that you're trying to reach. And that's why a business plan is so important. It's important for three really big reasons. One is to see the full scope. That roadmap helps you see the full scope. So does a business plan. To map out the course for you to be able to map out that course, just like I explained with my dad, like we would map out how we were going to get back to that place that we needed to get back to. And then it's important for you to reach your goals. What goals do you have in place for you to be able to reach? If you have that that business plan in place, then it helps you see that full scope, map out that course and reach your specific goals. So a business plan for a big business, like if you have a big business, it can be a big undertaking, but we're not talking about a big business. We're talking about a small business. We're talking about even a really small business when it comes to just you with no employees. So when it comes to whether you have employees, you contract employees out, but it's just you and maybe one or two other people at most, that you still need to have a business plan. And if I just want to encourage you, if you've already started a business and you haven't set a business plan in place or you're launching one right now and you don't have a business plan in place, or if you are just thinking about starting a small business, I want you to know the best time to write a business plan is right now. Right now is the best time. Why is that? Because you need a roadmap. You need to have a roadmap. If you haven't had a roadmap and you've been doing okay up until this point, there's going to come a point where it starts to overwhelm you. It starts to feel like, oh my goodness, I'm spending, I'm starting to spend plates, right? I've got, it's going to be amazing. Like your business is going to grow and you're going to be like, oh my goodness, what do I do next? And if you don't have a business plan in place, you can't wrap your hand, your arms around it. It's like if you're on a road trip and all of a sudden it's like there's a detour and you don't have a GPS and it's like a detour and a detour and a detour and you don't have something telling you where to go. Eventually you're going to be way off track. So I want to really encourage you right now to pause whatever you're doing the best you can. Maybe it's this upcoming weekend. Maybe it is, you know, you set it on your planner that like next Tuesday or next Wednesday, I'm just going to take a day off and I'm going to 
write my business plan. And it doesn't have to take a long time to write a business plan for specifically for a very small business, but you need a plan. It's important that you have that plan so that you can be able to uh, see that roadmap ahead of you. But the great news is that you don't have to do it by yourself. And it's not that complicated. We tend to overcomplicate things when it comes to a business plan. What is a business plan going to do for you? Business plan is going to give you clarity. It's going to help you formulate, okay, what exactly am I doing in this business? What product am I creating or what service am I providing? And who is my customer? And how do I know them specifically so that I can market towards that customer? And then what are my specific goals when it comes to this business? And what does that look like? How do I actually create this service or this product? Meaning that what kind of resources do I need to be able to make X product, or do do I be able to make Y service that I provide and breaking that down so that you have it laid out. It's so important that you be able to know what role you play in the business and, and what is, you know, what exactly you're trying to accomplish here. And as you start asking questions and as you start drilling down and plugging these things into a business plan, then it helps you to be able to see that roadmap clearer. And you can start kind of shaking off some things like, you know what? I don't need to focus on that so much. I really need to narrow it down and do just A, B, C, and D in my business. And I thought I was, you know, I'm spending my wills trying to do this, but it really doesn't make sense. I really need to do this. So a business plan is going to give you clarity. It's going to give you streamlined focus so that you can really go after that dream that idea that got you excited to be able to start this. So if you're a freelancer and you are selling or providing one particular service, that's great, but you still need to be able to understand what exactly is that service? Because even as a freelancer, people can come to you and be like, well, could you do this? And then you start to dabble in this. And then like, well, could you do this? And you dabble in this. And before you know it, you're spread so thin. Maybe you're at that point right now that you're spread so thin. You're like, wait a minute, I'm doing. Or you start doing things that you didn't even want to do in the first place. That's the whole reason why you did this freelance thing or this solopreneur thing is because you didn't want to do X, but now you're finding yourself doing this. And yes, there are things that we have to do in our small business that we don't want to do, you know, the day-to-day responsibilities or the weekly or monthly responsibilities. But I'm talking about the products and the services that you're creating. If you get to the point where you're like, you know what, this is not fun. I'm not, I'm not really enjoying this. This is not what, why I did this in the first place. A business plan is going to help you get back to the reason why you started in the first place. But again, like I said, towards the beginning of this podcast, that you're not alone and it doesn't have to be complicated. And I've actually made it easier for you. I want you to go to allsmalltraining.com and I have a free workshop that teaches you how to write a business plan in 10 steps, 10 steps, 10 simple steps to writing a small business plan, specifically if you are a solopreneur, freelancer, entrepreneur, or a small business owner with maybe just a handful of small small employees, maybe just a handful of employees. This workshop is going to help you be able to, whether you're starting a small business, you've already launched one, you've been in it for a while, 
go check out this workshop. It is going to be able to help you to write a small business plan that's going to be effective and give you clarity and help you to be able to run your business at a level where you can enjoy it and then you can be able to scale it up however it is that you see fit. And so as a Christian, I highly recommend that you pray about your small business. Pray for wisdom about what you should do or what you should not be doing is a big part of small business planning. But regardless of that, that start off with a with a prayer about how to be able to do this effectively. But I want to give you something practical to go along with that. Go to allsmalltraining.com and get my free workshop on how to write a business plan in 10 simple steps. All right, we'll see you next time. And remember to go small for big productivity.